Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Brooko Mode. In this episode, I'm joined by Sian Henry. I often start by giving my guest external labels such as athlete, coach, or whatever job title they may hold but this does not do her justice. Six months ago, she started waking up at 4am every morning. In one moment, she changed her life. With an incredibly mature and insightful perspective, you are guaranteed to leave this episode feeling better and ready to take life on. Expect to learn more about why she decided to start waking up at 4am every morning, how to use small habits to make big changes, how to take ownership of your life and start living life for you, how to grow as a person and not be held back by others, how to create an environment you'll thrive in, how to deal with the pressures of alcohol, how to be fully authentic, how to get out of the low points in your life, and much, much more. There is so much gold in this episode. Let's get into it. I didn't really know how to tell people what was happening. You've got to start living life. It's not going to last forever. If you've got something nice to say, say it. It's such a negative world. Why don't we start changing the way we talk? No, I've never been scared of dying. Stop judgment for curiosity. If you love yourself and the important people in your life love you, then that's all you really need. Why do you get up at 4am every morning? Oh, wow. Well, that really was like a deep one straight away. Um, I think because... So let's go to like back to when I started, which was probably about nine months ago. I was at a point in my life where like I wanted to be fitter. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't prioritizing my health. I was drinking every single weekend. Um, So I kind of thought to myself, like, what were things that I need to do to like have all these things that I want? So one thing, like the main reason that I got up at that time was that was the time that I could hold myself accountable to get to the gym in the morning. So I worked out um, pretty much exactly what time I needed to be up in the morning to be able to gym, get home, get outside in fresh air for a walk, eat a healthy breakfast, get ready for work, and then I kind of worked from there to a time that would be suitable for that, which 
ended up being 4am. So, yeah. So what inspired you to make it the early mornings? Because like there's times where I've been inspired to change my life and take action, but it hasn't been get up uncomfortably like early. Was it a big shift from your current routine? What time were you getting up before that? Before that, I genuinely like... It's so funny because so many people ask me, like, why did you start waking up at four or how did you find the motivation to walk up, wake up at four? Um, and it was so weird because it was genuinely, like, out of the blue. Like, it was like I had this, like, epiphany moment in my life where I was like, I'm so sick and tired of how I'm living. Like, I'm so sick and tired of, like, genuinely wanting to be fitter but never getting to the gym. Like, I'm sick of wasting all my weekends, like, drinking and, like, all these unhealthy habits but, like, I was just complaining, complaining, complaining and not doing anything. So I feel like I got to a point where I was just so sick of the point where I was in in life that I was, like, I just have to start so drastic. Like, I need a big change. Because it's, like, for me, I was starting – I got into it by people that I followed. So I would, like, listen to podcasts about people that were getting really disciplined because that was – that's another thing we'll go to, but that's one thing that really helped was – learning discipline with myself um and for me the reason why I wanted to do it in the mornings is because I wanted to carry the feeling of going to the gym working out going for a walk eating good for my body I wanted to carry that feeling through every day and like for me your morning is like your center point of your life because if you have a good morning you have a good day Mm. if you have a good day then you're more likely to have you know a good week if your life consists of good ass weeks, you're going to have good months. And if you have good months, you have a good life. And like, if you really break it down, it sounds so simple, like, oh, have a good morning. But it's so true. Your morning is the center point of your life. And if you can be disciplined enough to get up at, like, on everyone doesn't have to get up at 4am. Like, I do get that. It's just for me, that's what works for me. And that's how I can make the most of my days is getting up at that time. But if you can hold yourself accountable to have a bit of structure and not live so aimlessly through life then you will find that anything that you're kind of wanting in life so for me it was getting fitter healthier stronger and more disciplined if you can I guess for me like do that every single day over time like you will see yourself change progressively and you will smash out fitness goals you will smash out goals in your life and like for me my morning isn't just all about like because I post a lot on social media it's not all about like hey guys, I'm up at 4am. Like, it's not really about that. It's more like I do this every day and I'm so confident in who I am and who I know I am that like, this is like, for instance, my Instagram, I post myself at the gym every morning. I post my breakfast every morning. I post myself on my run every morning. And I do all these things, even though to some people who don't really understand me, it's probably seems like I'm just trying to be up in everybody's face. Like, look, I do this. I'm better than you. But it's really not. It's like, I do this every day for me. I like back myself on who I am that this is my platform so if I want to post that I'm going to post that Mm. yeah I just really went on a tangent there but yeah so how did you deal with the early periods of that was it because I feel like you take this drastic action and you you have these huge morning routines now maybe run us through sort of what a morning looks like for you and was there any challenges in like the early period of it because like I feel like yeah, you're very motivated at the start for like, mate, like, oh, I want to get up early. But then like, that's where people, you know, give up. And how do we keep these routines happening? So how did you make the habits stick? Um, I guess so at the start, it was more 
just taking on small things at a time. So at the start, I didn't really have a structured routine. It was quite literally just waking up at four, getting to the gym and kind of just aimlessly working through my morning until I went to work. Um, And then as it went on, progressively, I would start to add things. So now I have like a 10-step morning routine that I do every single day. Whereas at the start, it was just about getting out of bed at 4am. So it was just bringing myself to have enough discipline to be out of bed at 4am, to get to the gym, what else... What else I would get done that morning, I wasn't too fussed on because I was pretty proud of myself for being up at 4am. And yeah, it was just, I think I seen one of Jack's TikToks the other day and it was like, have your why? And like, it's so true because every morning when I'd wake up, there were so many mornings, so I'd be like, I just feel like hitting the snooze alarm. Like, why am I getting up at 4am? Like, this is so pointless, especially at the start because I didn't have results. Mm. Like, I didn't have like an amazing body from going to the gym for two weeks. Like no one does. Mm. I didn't have like amazing mental health from like recently quitting alcohol after two weeks and getting up every morning. So I think it's so important to have a why to why you're doing it because at the start, like you will just have to work without any results. And that it's all about delayed gratification, like learning that Yes, getting up at 4am is hard right now and I'm not instantly going to be rewarded from it. But if I can hold myself to this over time, like who knows where I'll be in a year. Mm. Like in a year, if I can bring myself to do this every single morning, like you're going to be a completely different person. Because it's like that quote, if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. Mm. It's so true. Like if you're someone that's like so sick of how you're living right now, but you're continuing to do every single thing that is bad for you, like in the nicest way possible, everything's going to remain the same. Mm. Like you have to be willing to even small changes, just do things that are better for you and do things for how you're going to feel after. Like if you can even make that one challenge for yourself to just do things not based on what you want to do in the moment but how they're going to make you feel after, for instance. Do I feel like going for a run? No. Why? Cannot be I don't know. So you can say. (laughs) Cannot be fucked. How am I going to feel after? Amazing. Get out and do it. Should I drink tonight? Mm, Yeah, that would be really fun. How am I going to feel tomorrow? Horrible. How's the mental health going to be? Horrible. How am I going to go into Monday? Hating life. You know? It's like there's no momentum there. So when you take those two things that are obviously very different examples, but it's like you're always going to have different feelings in each times about things. But if you can always look at what you're going to feel like after, like that is really a great step to have. So doing it for a future you. Yeah. Like for me, that's every night I set out my gym outfit for the morning, like for the next morning. I do it every night. Like no joke, the past six months I've not not set out my gym outfit. And it seems so stupid because, yes, it could take two minutes to do in the morning – but that's me looking after future me. Easy mode. Yeah, yeah. I seen at the bottom of your email. That's yeah. good. Yeah, and it is. It's like you, like for me, it's like I have like this like lengthy morning routine now that now I'm just looking at ways to level up. And like for me, it's just like perfecting not only my morning routine but the night before because a good morning does start the night before. Mm. So for me, it's like getting eight hours of sleep every night, like regardless. Like no plan is more important than my sleep. Because it's not just being tired for work, it's missing out on everything that I do before. So always prioritising my sleep. I have like a full nighttime routine where I have, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called adrenal switch. Yeah. Yeah, so I have my adrenal switch about half an hour before I get into bed. 
I set out my gym outfit. I set out my work outfit. I pack my work bag. I pack my work lunch. Like, you will not catch me going to bed without doing all of this. And not only is it, like, honestly, these tasks take, like, half an hour. Like, all up, like, you can smash it out in half an hour. And you're going to bed knowing that the next day is going to flow so easily for you. So, for me, it was, like, a bit hard to do at the start because they're all tedious tasks. And at the end of the day, who really likes tedious tasks? No one. Hmm. But that's, like, what you said. It's setting yourself up for future you. So that the next day when I wake up, my morning flows. Like my only focus is like getting done what I need to do. I don't have to worry about, oh, that pair of shorts I wanted to wear today isn't there, spending five minutes looking for it. I didn't need to worry about, oh my God, I've worked my ass off in the gym this morning and I don't even have a healthy lunch. Like I'm just going to have to buy something from 7-Eleven. Like I don't have any of these obstacles in my day, like ever, because I'm constantly looking after future me. Yeah, I love that. I think the important thing you touched on earlier was – the like you didn't make it too hard for yourself early on you mm. you know if you, we, we have these grand plans and visions but yeah. you just made it okay I'm just going to get up at 4am and then you start to build and build and you build that momentum and that self story and the discipline it's I feel like a lot of people for example people might have been in your situation right now and they're like okay let's do 75 hard mm. let's set out this incredible incredibly difficult regime to maintain and they'll do it for a week then they give up because it's so hard to sustain when you haven't, you know, built the habits and the routines from, you know, starting small. So I think that's a, a really good way you approached it. Um, I guess, do you have, what, your why, is your why just around just how you felt? Like what was so, I don't know, because we talk about you didn't like how things were in mm. that time, but I'm a bit intrigued, like you've taken huge action, but is there something deeper that like, because I just feel like it's so, it's such a big shift. It almost feels like there has to be, or is it just that regret framework? You're like, I just don't want to, I don't want future me to be disappointed with the way I'm going. Or is it just more like an, an inspirational thing? Like, fuck, I just, I want to feel so much better than this. Um, I think ultimately, and I think everyone has this in them. It's like, I genuinely like wholeheartedly felt like there was so much more to life. Like I was so, like I have goosebumps. I was literally felt like I was living so mundanely. Like I genuinely did not enjoy my life. Like, yes, I would have fun every now and then and do these things, but I felt within me, and I think everyone has that feeling of like, there has to be more to life than this. Like I'm so, like I want this big, amazing life, but like I'm not going to get that you know, living how I'm living. And I've always had like a really, really like deep sense of like wishing for like a really like abundant, massive life. Like I've always felt that deep within me. And like I was at a point where like I really felt like there was more, but I just didn't know what it was. Mm. And I was like, you know, working my job every day. I would literally wake up and go to work. So it was like, of course I'm going to feel like my life is my job because I don't live my life out of my job. And then what do I spend my weekends doing? Drinking, forgetting about and numbing the fact that I'm not enjoying my everyday life. So it's like every aspect of my life that I was complaining about, I was indulging in. So when I would wake up in the morning, that was another reason I wanted to do the wake ups is I was feeling so drained. And I know so many people will relate to this with the nine to five life and genuinely thinking like, is this all life is like, am I 
actually going to wake up and go to work and serve somebody else for the rest of my life? Like, how can anyone feel fulfilled with that? So for me, it was like, okay, I don't know what I want to do in the future yet because I didn't. Like, I have a bit more of a sense of it now, but I no clue. I didn't have any clue of what I wanted from my future. I just knew that I wanted more. So like career-wise as well, I didn't really know what I wanted to do career-wise, but I knew I wanted more. So for me, it was like, okay, I don't know what I want to do career-wise. I don't really know what my calling towards life is. Let's work on me. Like, let's just go in all on me. Let's literally like just give everything I can to me. And I'm sure what's meant for me in the future will come to me. Because I was thinking, Maybe I'm not, like, I don't know what I want for my career yet because I'm not the person who, like, aligns with the future career that I'm meant to have. So it was for me just literally, I went from indulging, like, not even exaggerating, in everything bad of my life. Like, I was a chronic negative thinker. Like, I was chronically overthinking constantly, thinking about every single thing that was wrong with my life. But I genuinely did not understand that, like, once you start working on yourself – things will come to you. Mm. And it's so true. Like you start getting up every single morning and you start working on yourself and you start giving yourself, you know, the time of the morning, everything, then things are going to come to you. Mm. And you don't have to necessarily know your sense of purpose towards life. Like I'm 20, you know, I don't need to know that yet, but I can work hard as I feel so bad. (laughs) I work hard as fuck right now so that, I am aligning with like what is meant for me in the future. So in regards to your question of what drastically changed, it was just honestly, I just had that feeling for so long. Like, Was it like a sort of, I'm just sensing it feels like an existential crisis. Yeah. That's all. It was just so weird because I was 19 when when like I started to, well, I've always kind of had this feeling, but it was like 19. So it was at the start of this year. I only had my 20th birthday this year and like, I quite literally have had, like, the cleanse of a lifetime. Friends, relationships, habits. Like, I went from being in, which I'm so hesitant to say this because I still, like, have so much love for people that I've been friends with. I went from being in the same friends group since I was 12 to completely new friends now. And I still have love for them, which is why I have to say that. But I, because I've been, like trying to level up like my mental health my well-being everything in my life like I realize like, it's okay if you outgrow people and like to anyone that's listening to this and if you feel like you're in a friend group where you genuinely cannot be your authentic self or you feel like you're judged or you feel like you feel like you're always having to over explain who you genuinely are that is a perfect sign from the universe that you've outgrown them and like it's so sad to say because I I know I keep saying it, but I do have love for so many people that I was friends with. But I kept having to over-explain to myself. Like, I had a friend, for example, who was always saying to me, like, I don't get why you get up at 4am. Like, it seems so stupid to me. Like, and I would waste so much of my energy explaining to this person why. Whereas now, I think if I were to be in this situation now, I would take that as a sign that these aren't the people for me. Because you don't... The right people, I promise you, are going to fuel you the fuck up. Mm. Like, every time you get in an ambitious mood or every time you, like, are ready to attack a new goal, the people that matter the most are the people who are gassing you the fuck up. Mm. And not, like... It's Teal came on the episode. I don't know if you heard that one, but she talked about, like, 
big container people and little container people and like you surround yourself with like you know people who have big ambitions and ceilings and like the little container people you surround yourself with friends who sort of they're like got small containers they don't not really ambitious they don't really believe in your goals they sort of pigeonhole themselves into the roles in their life whereas you you surround yourself with big container people and I categorize myself as that because ambitious believe in people believe in taking ownership of your life and and doing the things you love they're big container people and I think you need to surround yourself with them if you want to grow because you can like you said I feel like you can outgrow your friends but how do you get that balance right between when does that time come between like giving them an opportunity to grow with you because without because you still have love for them, but you've outgrown them. Was How long did you sort of, in your head, be like, okay, that's enough. I can't keep wasting all my time trying to explain what I'm doing in terms of before you felt like you had to sort of let go of that? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Honestly, like when you're asking yourself the question, like when you're genuinely asked, like when you're asking yourself, like are these my people? Like honestly you will not have to question it. For example, I'm going to talk about Tayana. I have never in my life had a friendship like hers and I've never ever questioned from our most recent, so I'd say the past year, so for who we are as people now, I've never questioned our friendship because I've never been in a situation with her where I've had to question our friendship. Whereas in, I think that a lot of people where they get stuck is they'll have friends. I was just really lucky that Tayana was kind of my best friend at the time that everything was happening um, so I was just very fortunate that she wasn't one of those people that I had to outgrow. Um, but so with, oh, it's so hard because it's like. You're not trying to be, I feel like there's a distinction needs to be made because it's like growth is not, I feel like with self growth, it's about you. And I feel mm-hmm. like people take self growth as like offensive and it, plays on their insecurities like it's almost like someone grows as a person and someone else gets offended by it Mm -hmm. it's not meant to be about anyone else is it no it's not and also like exactly what you said just rung a bell because there was this quote and it was um oh okay so people get mad so friends will get mad at you for changing because they're mourning an old version of you Mm. so if you've drastically changed like it's a sense of loss for them because you're not who you were for them you're not that person to them you don't cater to them the same that you did in the past you don't show up for them the same as you did in the past because you're different and of course this is a perfect way to always show love and compassion and empathy because there's always a situation in friendships where you can judge people like why is she judging me for changing I'm doing better for me but that's a really beautiful way to look at it is they are just mourning an old version of you that you can't be for them anymore because you're not that person Mm. and if you look at people who might say bad things about the new you or might judge the new you use that because it's a much better way than indulging in the negativity which it's so easy to do at the end of the day how shit does it feel to your ego when you hear that someone's talking shit about you oh she's changed that so fake or just anything like that like it triggers you because your ego is like defending yourself whereas for me one thing that I've because I've gone through like a lot of I wouldn't even say friendship breakups because I do still consider them my friends I just don't see them so for me it's like 
you will feel bad. Like that's one thing I can say to someone who's like going through friendship breakups is you will feel bad. I hold so much guilt that I've learned to like let go of because I don't want them to think it's them because it's not. It's just I felt like I outgrow the situation. But don't let that guilt hold you to those friendships because it's not worth it. If you genuinely feel like you've outgrown and it's not even friendships, it's relationships, it's situations, it's environments. If you're leveling up in life, I promise you environments, you will outgrow situationships you will outgrow relationships you potentially may outgrow friendships you will outgrow and you can't hold guilt you can't let guilt keep you in any of those because if you're saying to yourself I want to level up I want to do better for myself I want to get them gains if you tell yourself you want to do all these things but you let guilt hold you to them you're genuinely blocking yourself from them I my sort of new take on that is yes and give that re- whatever connection you have with that person, give that oxygen. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, because I feel like a lot of the time the person who's growing can feel that guilt because, you know, they might feel like they're outgrowing. But you give that person oxygen and you give your relationship whatever capacity is oxygen, you, you're, you're growing. It will give them the opportunity to think and reflect and also grow maybe with you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're so scared to be ourselves sometimes and and hold on to these attachments so we don't give the person the room to grow as well because we're too caught up with that fear of judgment like oh, I don't want to hurt your opinion mm-hmm. that your feelings because you know I do care about you yeah. but that's we're also ultimately holding them back as well maybe because it becomes a, a whole mind game um what about alcohol because you stop drinking and yeah. that's a massive part of Australian culture and friendships and going out together and all yeah. that like it's that's a massive component of, of friends. Yeah, so it's so funny you say this because I was just talking to my mum about it the other day and I said to her how I was struggling a bit because I have my 21st next year, which I have been so on the fence about drinking or not drinking because I, like, I pretty much – I haven't had a sip of alcohol in nearly six months. So like it's been lingering on my mind about the alcohol – my mum just finished a year of no alcohol, so she's never been a big drinker, but she decided that, you know, why do I even drink? Mm. Like, every now and then she'd drink and have a few, but she didn't see the point. So, anyway, she just came up to her one year, which I'm so proud of her for, and she said to me, she said that she just doesn't enjoy it, like, at all. She Once again, she doesn't enjoy how it makes her feel after. She doesn't think she needs it to have fun, which is another great point, because... Me and Tana went to spilt milk last week and we didn't drink. Me and her both don't drink, so it's perfect. Um, and we had the best time. And it all comes down to how you think of it. So you can make the most out of anything depending on your thoughts. So if you say, oh, fuck, it's going to be so shit if I don't get fucked up. Or I better like have a 12, like I need 12 drinks to get me through the whole thing. Or it's going to be so boring if I don't drink. Like, yes, it is because that's how you think. And it all comes down to what you make of it. Like me and Tiana, we literally had aminos, aminos, (laughs) and we had Vs. And we literally just had the best time of our life because I think for us, like me and Tiana are very confident in who we are. So overly confident in who we are. But it didn't just happen overnight. Like we've had to go to so many things sober for us to get to like that point of like enjoying the fuck out of the night. And like we did. Everyone we talked to was like, thought we were drunk because we were genuinely just like high on life like we're just enjoying ourselves but at the start it obviously wasn't that easy so 
I think because I don't think I have the best past with alcohol, I used to get really bad um, anxiety. So, like, people that don't know what that is, it's like the next day when you're hungover and you have chronic anxiety about everything you did the night before. Like, I'm talking... I would drink and the next day I would think about how I said hello to somebody and I would be like, that's so fucking cringe. And I would think about it all day. And not only would it stop there, I would bring those shitty ass feelings into the next week. And I would act so out of character. I think who I am is who I am sober. And I love how who I am sober. When I'm drunk, I don't like how I act. You know, um... I do things that I would not do sober. I talk to people that I would not talk to sober. Like there's just so many things that I would do and the next day hold so much regret for. And it got to a point where I was doing it every single weekend. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like I feel so horrible after alcohol and I'm not trying to demonize alcohol at all. Like some people enjoy it and that's fine. It's just my personal experience. But if I look at a point in time where my mental health was the worst, I was drinking the most. Mm. Like, hands down, I was drinking the most. And it's because, like, at the end of the day, alcohol is not good for your body. And it's such a touchy subject because a lot of people defend alcohol. Mm. And it's nothing against people that drink it. Once again, I'm not demonising it. But if you're someone right now that is struggling with horrible mental health and you drink every weekend, I promise you a cleanse off alcohol will help it. Mm. Especially if you suffer from anxiety. Anxiety is one, in my opinion, uh, drinking alcohol every weekend will like enhance your anxiety. Like it will make you feel worse because you're not using your weekends taking care of taking care of your body and mind. You're using it quite literally ruining your body and mind. You know, alcohol at the end of the day feels good in the time. It's fun. Like at the end of the day, I'm twenty. So there are times where I'm like, you know, I see TikToks and it's like girls partying in Ibiza on tables, blackout drunk, and I'm like, am I missing out on it? But then I remember I'm kind of just romanticising alcohol, which I think I can tend to do sometimes. Sometimes I will genuinely see like videos of girls out shooting tequila and I'm like, they look like they're having the time of their life. But I have to bring myself back to my why. I don't drink alcohol because I have rubbish mental health after it. I don't drink alcohol because I gym every day. Like, I try to run or walk every day. Like, I look after my... I eat so clean. Like, I don't want to put poison into my body if I'm spending every weekday looking after my body on, like, in such a high level. You know, like, for me, that's just 10 steps back. Um, it's a price tag, isn't it? It is. Because it's all perception. Because mm-hmm. I feel like who knows exactly how they're feeling internal. You're looking, and that's social media, isn't it? You're looking at them and you think they're having fun, but they might be like, fuck, I just wish I could, you know, have this the confidence or love for the self that you do. So it's interesting. The whole perception thing is massive. Like, it just, that's why, it's funny, alcohol is so like... It's such a touchy subject. We, we think it's the alcohol, and it's just because alcohol is like the centrepiece of all these things. If you just pretend like, pretend that alcohol was like apple juice or something, right? Yeah. Like, we'd be having a lot different conversation right now. Yeah. It's just because alcohol is a negative to our body, but it brings a positive to the situation that it's like, 
we need the negative for the positive and you mm-hmm. don't but that's what people that's where people's mindset goes wrong and but that's where it's like you that's why a lot of respect for anyone who doesn't drink but still goes into the situations they want to going to festivals and stuff because as I've done this before like I don't want to drink and don't want to be in those situations and you're never going to build your confidence in those situations if you're just avoiding and mm-hmm. removing yourself even though you want to be in those situations just not drinking alcohol the only way to get better at it is to start and that's where people probably give up because they do it once twice mm-hmm. maybe three times and it's not maybe that fun because they're thinking oh my god is everyone thinking about how I'm not drinking and that, and then it's slowly you start to realise, well, no one actually really cares that much. Yeah. And you can still be the person you want to be and have the fun without the alcohol. Yeah. And that's sort of maybe what you've been able to do. Yeah. Um, what do you think about – I'm interested quickly in that point. You talk about alcohol mm. and you talk about how your drunk self – isn't you but a lot of people would argue the opposite and say that see i think people that say drunk words are sober thoughts i like honestly i don't know i don't agree with that at all (laughs) i i i'm i'm on the fence i'm like i have honestly it's so funny because anyone that's friends with me now will never experience drunk me because i don't drink (laughs) so it's like anyone that's me current me Hasn't experienced it. I don't know. I just, I have wholeheartedly never drunk and woken up and think, thank God I did that. Like, ever. From from my sort of like science perspective is we have a lot of selves. Like we think we're just one version of ourselves, but we have a lot of different version of ourselves that comes out at different times, different situations, whether it's from fear, insecurity, love. There's so many versions of ourselves inside and I feel like alcohol brings out different versions of ourselves that we don't like and out of fear. Like, I'll give you an example. So let's say, like, you're in a relationship and there's, like, a fear fear sort of voice, like a, a inner child that's worried or scared and you're drinking alcohol and it might, when you're drinking, it might come out in, in, in a wrong way and you might say things that you didn't mean that you're scared. So someone might be scared about their partner breaking up with them and what they'll do is... They might say something harsh or critical and it's only out of fear because, you know, because they're scared of losing the person. But what they said, the other person isn't going to think that and they don't know that it's coming from this sort of insecure voice. So I, I actually really agree with that point is just because we, we have these fears and insecurities within us, deep within our subconscious, these core beliefs that we have about ourselves, they come to the surface through the alcohol because there's that, there's the sort of prefrontal cortex we've stopped thinking and and preventing us from doing that the fear comes out and it manifests mm. through the alcohol and then like you said the behaviors and the words that you say people are like oh that's you but i don't really think it is i think it's just some part of you that maybe you don't like and it can come out through the alcohol mm. so it's an interesting point no that's that's actually such a good perspective like i've never ever ever thought about it like that mm. but that does make sense. Yeah. Um, what about TikTok? Now, you started to go quite My <laughs> favorite viral. <laughs> I want to know TikTok because everyone has a negative perception of TikTok. And, th- and Jack and I were speaking about this today. We demonized, oh my God, lo- we spoke about this <laughs> last night. We always blame 
this is a human thing. We always blame the product or the thing, even though it's mm-hmm. us abusing it. So whether it's our phones, oh my God, phones suck so much. It's an unbelievably <laughs> revolutionary thing where we can contact people on the other side of the world. Yeah. Because we abuse it and destroy our mental health with it, we, we, we don't, it, we just cop, we're just it's shifting blame once again. Yeah. And sort of the same thing with TikTok. It has the capacity to be a good app. Yeah. And yet, I don't know, we demonize it because we abuse it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easier to shift blame. But tell me why you like TikTok. Okay, so TikTok... Oh, see, TikTok for me has been like, I've always posted on TikTok. Like ever since TikTok kind of like first came out, I was always posting on it, but I n- never used to post the things that I'd post now. Um, once again, it's so true. People always do that. And for me, I feel like because I'm a very positive person, I never think of TikTok in that view because like I see it for what it is. Like it's so abundant. Like my whole TikTok is literally just like motivational. Like, my for you page is, like, TED Talk, podcast, motivational, motivational. So, for me, that's where I find benefit in it. Like, I've learned so much of, like, my mindset things from TikTok. And, like, it's an amazing platform. Like, I literally, um, like, I've literally spoken to so many people through TikTok from what I post. At the start, I was so hesitant to post things. Like, I post things now that I would never have posted and that comes from, like, insecurity, mm. which I dealt with so bad at the start of the year. Like, I was probably – I can't even recognise myself from, like, the start of the year to how I am now. My confidence has gone up, like, honestly, times 100. Like, I was constantly worried about what I was posting, not only on TikTok but every social media platform. Like, I would post things that I thought were iconic or, like, in trend or, like, songs that were in trend or – photos that like certain people might like like I didn't post anything for me like ever you know I would post a, like a photo with a song on top of it not a song that I loved a song that this girl who I think is really cool loves you know like I didn't do anything for me Rosa now I feel like I'm so authentically myself which is so crazy that now I've started to get followers that I've been my authentic self which is like perfect you know like maybe if you're working on something right now in your life and you don't feel like you're getting back from it what you feel like you deserve or what you want from it, like, ask yourself, like, are you being who you are? Are you being what you think will pop off? Are you being what you think is trendy? Are you being what you think is cool? Or are you being yourself? Like, for me, obviously I post some pretty deep things, like, about, like, mindset and mental health and I go pretty deep into it, but it's, like, that's what I want to put out there. And if some people find it cringe, then that's just the damn problem. And it honestly mm. is. Like I have I've I don't get that many negative comments or messages. I get so many positive messages. Like I've had like I one that really stood out to me was I had this girl who messaged me and she was like, I've just gone through a breakup. I've been rotting in my room for four days straight. I haven't opened the curtains. Like I haven't done any of this. She's like I found your account and she's like, I've been getting up every morning for a walk. And I'm like, like, I- 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I literally have goosebumps now because I'm like, I don't, when I'm posting every day, I don't feel like I'm making that much of a difference to anyone. Like, obviously, I love the comments and like, <laughs> I'm not acting like I'm Kim Kardashian. Like, I've got like nearly 30k <laughs> followers, but I don't really feel that like how that message made me feel was like so much gratitude and fulfillment whereas I don't feel like that every time I post so when I do get messages like that like it's just it makes me feel like I have like for me my TikTok's like a sense of community like I have some of the same people that comment all the time like I have that's like one of the messages I have girls my platform is mainly girls based so I've got 91% females and 9% male on my account which is so funny. that's huge mine's my, what's mine mine's probably mine's 60 40 actually no it's nearly 50 50 really see so that's it's, good it's not very yeah i think i relate a lot more to girls number one because i am a girl and number two because it's the routine stuff it's and yeah the, and the aesthetics that yeah i was gonna like, say it's that the aesthetics the, ge- the girls love that like the girls love the aesthetics the girls love the gym fits the girls like the girls love all that stuff and also girls are m- my thing my posts are very emotional you know like they're very like they hit a nerve mm. you know like oh, i want to do better tomorrow like that's what i want when i post every day like i want someone to see it and be like tomorrow's the day i'm going for a run Mm. tonight tonight i sit down and i start writing down everything that is not serving me like i want that's what i want from my account like, in, in saying that, relating back to how I have 91% women, um, I think it's because women over men, and this is nothing against women, women over men, I think, feel more accepted to be in touch with their emotions. Yeah. Like, you don't see many guys that are commenting like, I love you, like, you know, like things, which there would be nothing wrong if they did, and it's nothing against, once again, it's nothing against females or males. It's men don't feel like they can do that. Mm. So I think that's why I have more of a female connection because women feel a lot more accepted to post things, to comment things like that and be so supportive. Whereas in a male, not me, I wouldn't judge a male. Men, men, men have the fear that if they act kind, women will perceive it as sexual interest. Yes. And I was literally just about to say that. Like, and the opposite way around, when women are kind, men always think it's a sexually interest. Yeah. Sexual interest. Yeah. And it's like, that's so funny as well, because one of my goals for the next, when did I say this? I can't even remember, but I wanted more platonic friendships. Mm. Because I've always, or, like, I've never had guy friends. 
Like you and Jack are literally like my first <laughs> ever guy. I have a guy friend at work, but like you and Jack are my first ever guy friends. Yeah. Which like was massive for me because mm. I wanted, I think it's so important to have friendships with both females and males in your life. I agree. Like it's so important and it's, it's healthy, but mm. our society has made, conditioned us to think that it's not mm. in a way that it's like, you must like him. You know, like if you're friends with a girl, oh, you're into her. Like, or if you're friends with a guy, like you have a crush on him. Like when we're all humans, like why is it weird for a woman and a man to be friends? You know, Mm. when in in my mind, it's so healthy. Mm. Like I think that you shouldn't just base your friendships based on sex. Like whether it's gender of female or male, I don't think you should base it on that. It's just if you connect with a human, you connect with a human. Uh, and if you don't agree. look at it that way, then you're kind of blocking yourself off so many friendships. Totally agree. Um, I'm sort of want to dig into a bit more like, I feel like you've got more to give with about how to help people in a low point. Because I feel like you mm. talk about being in a low point, but a lot of people might feel like there's like the intellectual side of a lot of things. Like we talk about like what we can do, but I want to know like some of the harder bits like, how do you get out of the rut? Like, how do you see the positive when there's darkness? How do you, quote unquote, embrace the uncertainty mm. when when it's so? Because we because t- I'm I'm starting to touch into this thing now. Like, it's all good to change mindset, change change the way you frame things. But I used like overthinking for me, and you start to overthink these things because like it's a real um, overthinking is sort of becomes my coping mechanism for, for avoiding feeling. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, okay, I feel like I'm not happy with some things in my life. So I'm going to put all my energy into reframing them, rethinking them instead of, you know, just looking at the feelings and, like, and, and actually feeling them and then taking action from them. So I'm interested in like how you sort of dealt with the emotion side of it because I know for me, you, you touch on overthinking. I use overthinking a lot as a coping mechanism and I'm getting into the embracing the feelings and then you can take action from there and respond in the right way from there instead of feeling a negative emotion, trying to rethink it because it's just distracting yourself from the emo- yeah. the emotion. Yeah. So take us back to some of the, you know, the, the lower points and, and maybe some things that, you know, people listening can take to what you sort of did. I don't know, anything. Yeah. Um... Well, for anyone that is like quote unquote in a rut, so if for anyone that's feeling depressed with their life, feeling anxious, feeling like they're living quite aimlessly, don't feel like you have any purpose to your life, I know that it can seem like that's just how it's always going to be. And that's why, like you can tell someone who is in a rut, you know, this is what's, go for a run, go to the gym. Like, they don't, that that in a rut, they don't have the motivation to do that, you know? So, I think for someone that is going through a really low point in their life, like, number one, I feel for you because I know exactly what it's like. Number two, you have to just bring yourself to do the first step. So, like, one thing that I think, well, that I did that I know really helped was get a paper and pen out and write out everything that you think is so every time that you're feeling really down try document 
in a way like when if there's periods if you're hanging out with certain people and feeling quite horrible after for instance I know I keep talking about alcohol but if you're drinking every Saturday and Friday and you're feeling really horrible every Sunday if you are constantly going through the Mecca's drive through and you feel like shit after it if you keep going and signing up for the gym and not turning up to the classes because once again you're in a rut you're anxious you know you don't want to be there really pinpoint everything that is kind of bringing you to that low point in your life and like that's where you're going to work from because if you can like you don't have to attack everything at once if you can slowly start to cut those things out of your life for instance if you are hanging if you have a friend let's say I was about to say Jack but I don't use Jack as Tom I might just say the other friend yeah let's say Lily if you have a friend Lily and every time you leave her you are on edge I shouldn't have said that Oh, I shouldn't have said my great idea to her. She told me that it was stupid. I feel so stupid now. Like, if you are feeling like that after hanging out with someone, write it down and make it your goal that that's one thing you're going to take out of your life. And I know it seems harsh, but you have... If someone is making you feel like this and you're already in a rut in your life, you don't need that as well. You you need to start minimizing the things that are making you feel horrible. You don't need to keep those things in your life. And then for the second thing, if you're going through McDonald's, Every I don't know every some people eat takeaway every day. Mm. You're going through McDonald's every day, and you look in the mirror every night, and you hate how your body looks, which is so sad. Like I've been in that, like I've been in that position too. You need to start taking that out of your life, and I know it's not as easy as that. So maybe make it a goal that you sit down and you you say, okay, on Sunday I'm going to go to the supermarket and I'm going to buy these ingredients and I'm going to cook them all on Sunday, chuck them in the freezer and that way you're looking after future you because you have a healthy dinner. Because you can't you can't just feel motivated in the time and say, I want to eat healthier next week, write that on my vision board. There you go. Like you can't you can't just write things aimlessly. If you're serious about wanting to eat next week, you need to sit down you need to work out, okay, what time this week am I free to sit down for two hours and cook and cook all my meals? Or what days am I free to do this? Or what day can I go to the supermarket? You have to have goals to your goals. You know, you can't just put something out in the air and, oh my God, next week I want to lose 10 kgs. No, you need to go, okay, I'm going to go to F45 on the 8.45 a.m. class on Monday because I can make that class. And you need to lock in th- goals that are going to hold you accountable to get to those goals and I think that's where a lot of people struggle because once again we're humans and you're always going to feel those feelings of impulse that's in my opinion where that motivation comes from because you're feeling very impulsive in the time you know new me next week Monday I'm feeling good and you bring out your notebook and pen and you go I'm going to walk I'm going to walk next week four days I'm going to no more takeaway well, how can you write no more takeaway on your goals and that's all, but you haven't put a plan to make sure that you're going to have healthy meals. Mm. So I think it really, for me, it came down to figuring out what was draining me in my life and making goals to my goals. Because you can't just, motivation is always going to come and go. And if you only act on things when you're motivated, Mm. like trust me, you will not get there. So it sounds like the first step is awareness. Um, awareness of why, like what you're feeling and identifying the factors that are causing you to feel that way. And then the second thing is maybe inverting them because they've caused you to feel that way and then inverting them, but making it easy to do this by, by, you know, the easy mode, by 
making the conditions around the thing easier. So setting yourself up for success with preparation and sort of thing. You know, I think that's really like simplistic but powerful advice because I feel like we do overcomplicate it in a mm. sense. Hey, like a lot of the time it's like, or alcohol is making me feel shit, but then we try and come up with all sorts of ways to yeah. justify it. Yeah. It's like, come on, it, it, we're so <laughs> like, is it? I just feel like we sh- we're so we don't want to take blame or responsibility or ownership, so we just we come up with a way, we make a story, mm. so we don't have to do something about it. Yeah, because it is hard to take action, and oh, I don't know, is it like I don't see that's that's once again why I think. Who you surround yourself with is so important mm. because do you know how much easier it is to work towards goals depending on your circle? Yeah, it's big. Like massive. Like honestly, who you surround yourself with, I know everyone says it and it's like the quote of every podcast, but like it's fi- so yeah, true. Like everyone says, you know, you're, who, What's that five one? closest people yeah. you're surrounded by like have the biggest influence on you, right? Yeah. But I don't think people act – I feel like people hear quotes but they don't feel the quote or – or relate it back to their life. Yeah, don't because take it on board. Write it on, write down who's your five closest people, mm-hmm. and then write down what sort of m- like mindset do you think they have, or like are they a big container or a small container person? Because mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> it's place, and I feel like most of the time I surround myself with bigger container people, and I catch myself drifting towards them because mm-hmm. I just don't. I just have so much awareness that like okay, every time I go to this person and say this thing, he's pretty like he puts me down a bit, and I'm like I just surround myself with bigger container people it's so so much more refreshing i yeah. i don't know the the words but how how can we change our friends if we're not because here's the 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 catch 22 if you're not at that stage yet and you're not that big container person yet if you're not the person you want to be how are you going to attract the people in your life if you don't if you're not radiating that energy yet because you aren't that person and you're down you're stuck in this level mm. you know what i mean like it, then it all rides on you being the one to grow. And it's really hard to find new friends if you're in this big rut and to just suddenly be this radiating, positive, self-loving, self-growing person that you are now. But it's hard unless you're fortunate and surrounded by the right people to grow together. It can be hard to find. So maybe what about the com- what about the community events? Because I feel yes. like you go, cause you go to Cold Nips and I feel like there's a very good bunch of people that go yeah. to those sort of social events. So that maybe is a good step for people. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, see, that's so true. What Like everything you're saying, it's so funny when you talk to someone and you like gain like a whole another perspective on like everything. No, that is so true. And it's so weird because I'm talking about how I would react or act in a situation based on who I am now. But I know what you're saying. Like someone that obviously is in a rut and anxious, not that likely to go to a big event, which I know – I'm saying you should, but I understand that when you're in a rut and when you're anxious and when you're down, I understand that it can feel impossible to bring yourself to do those things. So thinking of smaller things that, I don't know, someone that's in a rut or feeling down could do, that isn't as big step as going to the gym by themselves because I know that can be nerve-wracking, especially when you don't know what you're doing. Like that was me when I first saw the gym. I literally had this guy, I was using one of the machines, I'm like... And I was using it so wrong. He's like, excuse me, love. That's not how you use it. Oh, my, oh God, my God. Oh, my God. And he was so kind. But I was just like, oh, like it just honestly put a pep in my step. Like I was just like, I do not want to. Because once again, my ego got hurt. I got uncomfortable in the situation. It made me anxious because it made me think how many other people were looking at me. So 
I'm honestly trying to think of something that like I would recommend doing if you are genuinely in a really low point in your life. Because obviously I feel like the one a few things that come to my mind are you don't need a hundred friends. Like you yes. might like you might only have one. Yeah. Okay, like and that, that that can be so powerful you're in, in a low spot. It might not even be a friend, it might be your mum, your dad, your yeah. sister, it might be your dog. Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, you don't – and sometimes you can do it yourself. Like, you just just tr- try something. I think a lot of us, like, because it's not perfect conditions, we don't start. The, the perfect conditions are right now. Just start right now. Yeah. So I feel like it, it's so hard because I know that if I was listening to me say this when I was in a low, it's, it's the last thing I'm going to yeah. listen to. So finding a way – because it's an emotional problem and we're, we're using words, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where, like, discipline is so yeah. big, especially, I'm sure, for your stuff. It's, like, showing up and then, you know, like, emotions come second and that self-talk. We're so – we love to use words. And like I said, I use coping me- mechanisms, excuses. But I've, I've, I've found, like, I'm just in this habit and routine of doing such, so many good positive things. And it's just because I've trained myself to take the action first yeah. and not try and think about it and come up with an excuse not to do it. But it is hard because I've been in those mindsets where it's like, fuck, I don't, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Like what's the point? Oh, it's – what about – I feel like we're sort of touching a lot here about comfort zone because mm. like we said, not wanting to go to these events, like it's out of my comfort zone. But saying I'm – the thoughts I'm playing with now are like – out of your comfort zone is, is like the growth zone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, as humans, we're, we're uncertainty reducing machines. So we love to close the gap. We, we, would, we pay high prices for certainty. Mm. And what I mean by that is we'll compromise our future self by drinking with our friends because we're uncertain if we're going to find better friends. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to commit to the gym for two weeks because – you know, there's comfort in being the person we've always been who makes mm. mistakes and, and eats wrong and unhealthy. It, it's, it, it is comfortable to sit in a lesser version of yourself because at least it's certain and at least you know where it's safe. So I feel like there's an immense power in, in somehow shifting your mindset. But shifting your mindset, I think the biggest thing, the bi- biggest way I've shifted my mindset, and I'm sure you can relate, is through action. And then I think about the action. And then it's like, oh my God, that was me. I did that. And then wait, this is what I did in that situation. Oh, wait, that is possible. Wait, wait, this book I'm reading is right. This podcast I'm reading is right. This fr- this mental model for doing things. And then the thinking becomes after the action. I feel like mm-hmm. we're so, we're in this mental health world, we're trying to communicate thoughts and text and words and things first. But that's why I think action's got to be the priority. But it is hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, and what you're, the comfort zone I can't remember where I heard this, but this has like, you know, when you hear a quote and like you really just use it every time you're in that situation. So getting out of your comfort zone, you at times can go into fight or flight. So you feel really unsafe and you're, that's why when you're going to these events, your brain will tell you turn around and go home because it's trying to protect you. It's uncertain. You don't feel safe in the situation because you're a lot comfortable, more comfortable at home in your bed. But the more you do these things, 
and you will survive it. Like in the time it may feel like, oh my God, everyone's going to look at me. It's going to be so embarrassing. I'm not going to have anyone to sit with. Like people are going to judge me. What if they all know each other and they're like, who is this new person? There's so many things that your brain will think. And it honestly is a trick. Like it's not, they're all false because nobody's thinking that. But your brain is trying to protect you and trying to tell you not to do these things. So if you can push yourself to do these things, even though you feel really anxious in the time, number one, you'll survive. And number two, you'll teach yourself, oh, okay, when I'm feeling like this, when I'm feeling really threatened and anxious, I'll get through it. Because I went to that thing yesterday and I was feeling horrible about it and so anxious, but I survived. You're constantly teaching yourself that, you will go through those motions of being really scared and anxious, but you will come through it. And the more you can do it, the more, you know, your confidence levels up. You get less and less anxious every time because every time you go, oh, that's just the thing my brain does. Like, I'm going to be fine because last time I was fine, you know? And it's just, it's doing, it's like a habit thing. Like, you're just constantly, for me, I look at uncomfortable situations as if I skip out on it, I'm missing out on something. I'm missing, I'm robbing myself of experiences by falling into anxiety. And you are quite literally robbing yourself of, if you're an anxious person and you're constantly saying no to opportunities to be safe, you are saying no to opportunities, like saying no to things that could be a blessing to you. Mm. New friendships, new opportunities, meeting new people. Like as humans, we thrive in connecting with other humans but sometimes it can be the hardest thing to do so I think if you're someone that is kind of sick of being an anxious person and sick of always being so anxious at the smallest of things you know like going to events or going to meet up with a friend you haven't seen in a while if you're genuinely feeling that way but you're constantly playing it safe by cancelling or not showing up you're making it worse and I know it's the hardest thing to hear, but you are. Because the more you do it, the more, like I said, you're conditioning your brain to know, okay, I'm going to feel really shit at the time. I'm going to feel a little bit scared. I'm going to feel anxious. But we survived. And you're backing that confidence for the next time you go out of your comfort Self-story. zone. Self-story. It's, it's, then you're telling yourself the story. is like Your brain starts saying, like, yeah, I will be able to do it in spite of the feelings. Mm. But the, thing, the powerful thing you touched on is the filter. And you can call it what you want, but it's pretty much a fear filter. Your brain's just trying to protect you, like you said. But the brain has a funny way of acting where whatever you do, whatever actions you do, the brain has a way of justifying it was the right thing to do. So you can actually leverage the brain by acting in spite of the feelings. And then whatever you do, let's say it's getting up early, right? You'll get up early, you'll feel good, and then your brain will come up with a story that, like, you're the biggest legend. What, what <laughs> you did was amazing. Like, it, it won't start being like a – like, you know, it might have doubts at night because it's scared to do it again. Mm. But the brain has a way of justifying the actions you do. So you have to fo- you have to put more energy into the actions and stuff. It's hard because we're so consumed by the emotions. Um, but the brain, like you said, it's it's so powerful. It tricks us into the comfort and the certainty – so, but there are ways to leverage the brain and, and brain hacks. So that's why um, you d- need maybe start small. And then that's why I think starting small is probably the best tip I can give because then yeah. it gives you that sense of control. Yeah, definitely. And that's it. And that's all you need to start because then you're like, oh my God, I can do it. Yeah. And then it gets bigger and bigger. And that's what you work from. like Exactly. 
Um, what about... Um, what about... Recovering properly, that's a big one because you get up at 4 a.m. Pe- people are going to say you don't like – I know we sort of touched on it, but I want to get a bit more in detail about making sure that you, you're eating properly and recovering properly because you're training a lot, you're doing a lot of things. But I know you do saunas and ice baths mm-hmm. and supplementing and eating whole natural foods. So take us into, you know, that people would be like, oh, like this is – you're, you're heading yeah. straight for burnout. Yeah. Um. So my top thing is definitely sleep. So eight hours of sleep every single night. Like I was saying earlier, you have to prioritise the things that are important for you. So for me, my mornings are important. But to go even further than that, for me to have a good morning, I need my rest. So I hold my sleep so highly. Like I don't really go out on weekdays after work. Not because I don't think that it's bad to. It's definitely not. It's just I need the sleep. So... It sounds so weird because a lot of people deem my routine as being quite uptight. A lot of people that I tell that I get up at that time think it's quite stupid or think that will be like, you need to sleep or, you know, a lot of people, it's very strange to me because a lot of people that I tell that I get up at that time, and I don't usually just go, oh, hi, I'm Sian, I wake up at four, I don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> That's what you said to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what like obviously in the situation that's it gets brought up sometimes so for me it's just about constantly having a routine I have a morning routine and I have a night routine they're both so structured you know that that in order for me to be able to do everything I have to be making sure that I'm staying on track so Monday to Friday it's my morning routine so it's 4 a.m wake up it's I do the same thing every morning podcast on make my bed get out of bed, my gym fit's there, put on my gym fit, go brush my teeth, brush my hair, get my pre-workout, get to the gym, and then I do my stretching and warm-up, I do my weight training session, I go outside, I do my ab cycle, as the sun's coming up, because that's just the time of year it is right now, so, and then I get home, I've just started running, so I just started, I run 7.25Ks by the way today. Today, really? Yeah. Fucking nice. I literally start. I went on my first run three weeks ago of my life. I've been running every day, so I do Thursday, rest, nothing, Sunday, rest, nothing. I've just implemented this since I started running because like I I know I need to give my body the rest. So yeah, since then I've run every day and I said I was going to run every day and I have, so that's super proud of myself for that. So get home, go on my run get back home after my run make my breakfast so it it all depends sometimes I'll get ready for work then have my breakfast sometimes I'll have my breakfast and get ready for work um big breakfast every day like I'm talking fuel filled breakfast I don't eat meat channel's a bit controversial but um so it's really important for me because I'm training every day other than rest days to get all my protein in so protein smoothie bowls yo pro yogurt mushrooms spinach just everything that I can um fiber fiber fueled to keep me fueled Sorry, full through the day. Um, and then I head off to work. And it's so funny because a lot of people on TikTok don't think I have a job. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> what do you do during the day? I'm like, work. <laughs> like, I work full time. So I work, um, I guess, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday. So for me, I'll go to work, I'll get home, and then bam, the night routine starts. Which sounds so weird because 
some people will think it's quite a miserable life just living so structured. Mm. But for me, it's like the complete opposite. Like I never have those feelings of I should be doing this because I'm constantly on top of my shit. Like mm. constantly. I never have those. I think that's why I have such high confidence now because I'm like, I do everything I say I'm going to do. Like every time. Like my room is never messy. I, n- I haven't eaten takeaway in like, which I know is again controversial. <laughs> Fine if you do. But I, I haven't eaten takeaway in like 14 months. Mm. Like I don't, I really have like, and this has from doing the same, sorry, this has come from doing the same thing every single day. Like every single day. Now when I am, implement like running when i implement running it's it sticks Mm. because i've like built up my confidence over that time and my discipline that like i know how to implement things quite well into my day because it's so structured so i can always find the time to do it because i have like such a structured day um so yeah two rest days so i try to do sometimes like i'll go for a walk i try to just like nothing i'll still get up at four and it'll just be four wake up and then I'll just do some stretching on a yoga mat and just have like a really um like give back to myself, like listen to good music, um, make like a yum drink in the morning, like get outside and just sit outside, like really give back to myself and like, yeah, just give love back to myself because I work so hard every other day. So, yeah. Love that. Um, I want to talk quickly about the... um. I feel like what happens is a lot of us, a lot of people take the victim mindset and then we're all on social media and we just, all we do is consume information that confirms and we just find people and things that confirm the negative beliefs we hold about ourselves or the world. And it's a very poor me mentality where we don't take ownership, we don't ever take ownership for our lives like you have done. And all we see on the internet is the things, the algorithm that wants us mm-hmm. to see. Because So all we do is we keep scrolling on social media and seeing the things and they're, all they're doing is holding us back. So how can we turn that around? How can we change our algorithm? How can we f- find books, podcasts to change the information we're consuming? Because the information diet is, I think, plays a big role in our subconscious because we're creating glass ceilings. We're creating, we're holding mm-hmm. ourselves we're holding our, the handbrake on ourselves because we're constantly consuming the same stuff. So how do you, how do we change what information we do consume so that we you know we can start to take action because I think it does have a big impact on the way we see the world and with the way we see ourselves. Yeah, well that that's actually a tricky one. I'd say if you so if this is like a person asking the questions that you just asked, I would go ahead and assume that they're wanting to obviously do better. Yeah. So with the victim mindset, it's such a touchy subject because you have to really get out of your victimhood in order to do better for yourself. Because when you're in your victimhood, there's always an excuse for why you're acting the way that you are. There's always an excuse for why you're not doing what you want to do. There's always an excuse for how life's happening to you. You know, people that are victims, well, have a victim mindset, sorry. And like I used to have a victim mindset too. It's so easy to blame everything external when really you have to go internal and everything needs to be internal. Like if you, like like what you said, if your whole for you page is like not aligning with what you want, 
start a detox. Every time you see a video not online, unfollow. Every time you see things that you're liking, follow. Like follow people that motivate you. Follow people that you would want in their lifestyle. Don't follow people who, because I find a lot of victim mindset people do this, they like to follow people they can criticise because it makes them feel better about themselves. And it makes them feel better that they're not doing the work that they keep trying to get themselves to do. Whereas in, if you want to go all in on yourself, but you feel like you're constantly just surrounded because it will like self-manifest. Like not only if you're seeing this on your screen, if you're constantly being consumed by all these victim mindset videos and people not living the way that you would live, it's going to like manifest externally. And I think you will come into situations where you'll probably meet more people that are like that. You'll be in situations where you are more inclined to feel like a victim. So I think just overindulging in like everything that you want. Like for me, it's like I hardly ever will watch anything negative. Like even like a negative movie, like I just won't watch it. Like because I do things now for the feeling of it. So like I will always like try to listen to podcasts that motivate me. That's why I listen to a podcast every morning. Because I want your brains in like a delta state when you first wake up and I want my brain to be soaking in something that's going to hype me the fuck up for the day. You know, get me out of bed and ready for a day. Whereas if you're indulging in things that don't motivate you, then you're not going to feel motivated. And it sounds so simple in the moment, but it's so true. And like, if you're someone that feels like you're struggling with like, your life and you feel like you are falling into victimhood quite a lot and the fact that you're just constantly complaining about your life or you know I didn't go to the gym today but that was because I my partner doesn't like me going because there's other guys there or I didn't go on my walk today because I didn't get eight hours sleep last night okay why didn't you get eight hours sleep last night because I was going on TikTok okay tonight try to go to bed a bit earlier like there's always there's always a solution to every problem that you've created for yourself yeah, that you've created for yourself. <laughs> but there's always going to be an excuse too. So you have to choose, am I going to look for the solution or am I going to look for the excuse? Wow. Because both are always going to be there. And like for me, like solution, 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 because I want to level up me. Like I don't want to be someone, if you live in victimhood, you're complaining about your life. I don't want to be living a life worth complaining about mm. ever. So I will constantly be looking for the solution because if I were, like I could fall into victimhood and I don't know just blame other people for the way that I am or for instance friendships like I think a lot of people fall into victimhoods and friendships because they'll be like oh my god I did so much for Stacey I always do I always pick her up when she asks I always drop her off flowers I always do this and when I asked her to hang out last night she said no what a bitch and it's like you stress yourself out because you're like I do so much for this person and they're constantly bailing on me Take a step back and look at the situation. And it's so simple once you step back. If you didn't do so much for Stacey, would you have been that hurt that she cancelled? No. You're hurt because you feel like you do so much for her, so how can she do that for you? Do you know what the simple resolution for that is? Stop doing it. Like, I think we're all so inclined to blame other people, whereas in there's always an opportunity to step back and take your power back and say, okay, how can I stop this from happening next time? Okay, one good thing would be probably stop doing so much for Stacey because you are hurt because you're in a state of anger because you feel like you do so much to, for her. So you're hurt. But if you don't want that to keep happening, then you need to not 
you know, you, you need to stop doing it. So it's always about taking a step back from where you are. Sorry, I kept like going completely into the nah. question, but it's always about taking a step back, relationships, friendships, situations, and taking your power back and really feeling how can I stop that from happening again? Mm. Because there's always going to be people in your life that treat you badly. There's always going to be situations that don't work out in your favor. There's always going to be an excuse. But if you can learn to every time that happens, step back and analyze it and think about it and don't act out of raw emotion, just really think about it. And if you can take the time out of your day to say, okay, how can I stop this from happening next time and put in a plan so that you're not in that situation again, Mm. then you'll benefit a lot more than just fuck Stacey. (laughs) You know? I love it. Um, So to wrap it up, what... (laughs) I want to quote, but I feel like I already know what this will be because I feel like I'm going to guess this one, but okay. I'll let you say it. Um, it, would, it would have to be if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. Yeah. It just resonates. And for me, it was like, who is that by? It's by that older guy. Um, Can't remember. And he's got black hair and he's like, I don't want to say anything controversial, but he's like usually like the pimp in the movie, isn't he? And he's really old and he has his own podcast and he's a movie actor. And uh, apparently it's a Henry Henry Ford quote. Oh, (laughs) maybe this guy reset it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's so true. Honestly, that quote, like if you're starting off every time you think about doing something bad, that is leading you towards the life you don't want. Think about that quote. Yeah. You know, don't self-indulge in it. It's similar to like day one or one day. Yes. I love that one too. Yeah, that's a good one. It's, it's A lot of the stuff comes back to the same thing. For me, I always like the delayed gratification for a lot of it. It's just if is, is when you get clear on who you want to be yeah. and, and like the path you're going, mm-hmm. sort of where – then you can get really like you can really simplify it because mm-hmm. then it's like well you sort of know what you got to do. That's like it's about delaying the gratification now. But I guess for a lot of people, there's still a lot of self exploration. Yeah, definitely. That needs to happen. All right. Any concluding thoughts? Been very insightful. Oh no, I feel like if I talk again, I'm just gonna go on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's better to talk about these positive things and. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. Um, we'll definitely get you back on because I feel like you have so much to add. And I feel like your greatest strength is you live exactly, you know, you do exactly what you preach. So, you oh, Thanks, that's so nice. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thank you and thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much to Sian for coming onto my podcast. Definitely won't be the last time. We'll work hard together on creating some sort of joint episode that we can provide as much value as possible because she has so much wisdom to offer. I'm sure if you've listened this far, there is so much you can take away from the episode. It is definitely worth a re-listen because she has so much to add. Thank you again, Legends, and I'll see you in the next one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.